Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Bubby Brister and Friends Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Mountain Dew Baja Blast. I'm Billy. I'm here with Nick. Nick, this is our season finale. It's been a long, you know, long season and, uh, yeah, long week with the holidays and all the games. You know, it seems like it was game every day, it felt like, some kind of game. Yeah, I think that's going to continue into the future. The NFL is just going to stretch and put as many games in a single slot as they can going forward. They've yeah. they've just stolen Christmas from the NBA. Yeah, and the NBA let them do it too, so they get exactly what they deserve because they didn't have any good games anyway on there, you know. But shame on NFL for having an actual, like, game on Peacock, you know. So it's like, you know, and this could be a, there's going to be a wild card game on Peacock, NBC Peacock. So shame on NBC and Peacock for, like, doing that, putting a playoff game on a play- paywall. I don't really have an issue with that because it's so cheap. And then like the times are changing and, and consumers are just going to have to adjust. Like, and also you can subscribe and turn off auto renew right away. So yeah, I mean, I have to deal with this shit for baseball. Um, I, I saw everyone complaining about the, the peacock stuff and I, yeah, this is something I don't, I'm not really going to get. To work up about if they if they put some shit on Apple TV I'll be pissed because Apple TV sucks. Oh, it's Apple Apple TV is a bridge too far, but um, Peacock isn't. Yeah, Peacock's good. They got a lot of good stuff on there. WrestleMania, baby. Oh man, you know I'm upset with Apple TV because they own the rights to Charlie Brown. I'm a big Charlie Brown fan, so um, you have to have Apple TV to see the Charlie Brown Christmas and Thanksgiving specials. Um, the streaming at least, so it's like yeah. it's terrible. It pisses me off. I'm surprised that's not on YouTube. Like, you can get all the Garfield specials on YouTube. Yeah, but it's Garfield. You know what I mean? It's, come on now. It's a low-rent heat clip. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, we're going to bust into the the box score later. I got a, I got a pitch. I, I say we name our championship game the, the Bubby Bowl. Yes, it is. It, this would be the Bubby Bowl in honor of our brave leader. You won 40 high fives last week. So you won it last week, and you won the week before, and now I won it this week. I, My team absolutely showed out this past week in fantasy football, you know, as I was battling for last place to not be – not to get the Sacco Award, you know. That will go for steal, to stealing of the wins. They'll have the Sacco Award this year for being last place. My team is second, second to last. But, yeah, my team scored 201 points with huge games from Mike Evans, um, Calvin Ridley, Tampa defense, you know, even um, everyone on my team scored double digits and like not just double digits, like mid double digits. When your kid gives you 14 points, you know, Jonathan Taylor showed up, game back in there. Even Russell Wilson and uh, Jay Williams for Denver gave me combined 47 points. So I had a I had a huge game, you know, and I played all the right people because my bench combined for a total of 15 points. So I played all the right players. Speaking of oh, Russell Wilson, what do you think about him getting benched? That he's getting benched for financial purposes, so he doesn't right. get hurt. Because if he gets hurt, he's owed a lot more money. Um, but they're still on the Denver's on the hook for eighty-five million dollars. That contract you know, hasn't even kicked in yet. It hasn't. It hasn't. It hasn't kicked in yet. And the idea that some of these pundits are reading it wrong, you could tell they're not capologists. Okay, you have to be a capologist to understand the ramifications was happening because they're like, oh, well, the Waltons have money. They own Walmart. 
yes, but this isn't Major League Baseball. Right. This is this is NFL with salary caps. You know what I mean? So unless they're going to redispute his money out by restructuring it by saying that we're going to pay you out for X amount of years in the future, or they're going to take a hit of forty million next year. I mean, do you understand? You understand? Forty million dollars just taken away. You're going to lose a lot of good players, and you're going to have a lot of cheap players. And uh, their head coach, uh, yeah, Payton, he's stuck on. He's on. He has a huge contract himself. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna have to be here. And what's funny is that he left the Saints because they were gonna be in cap hell. So he left them, and now he's in Denver, and they're in cap hell. It's like karma caught up with them, and he has to live in cap hell no matter what. And worse than the cap hell is they traded two number ones for Russell Wilson plus yep. a, a bunch of players, and then they traded at least one, maybe two number ones for Sean Payton. So like they yeah. can't even refill the cupboard with. First round talent. Yeah, quality first round for quality cheap talent. So they have to they have to draft really well in the second round and third round to hopefully um, have a competitive team next year. And if you know your team's not attractive, you're not gonna have quarter you're not gonna have the pick of the pick of quarterbacks wanting to play for this team. You know, they'll lucky they'll probably get like they'll draft probably draft Bo Nix second round <laughs> from um, Oregon. You know, they're going to have to draft some guy. And this rookie's going to come on a team that, you know, Cortland Sutton has been playing really well. He wants to get paid. He, he deserves to pay, get paid. You know, I think uh, in the next two years, was it Patrick Sertain Jr.? Uh, yeah. He, he's going to want to get paid. So you're going to let, you're probably going to have to let him walk if you can't pay him. You know what I mean? Like, and you can't, and you can't just pay a corner because you need defensive line, you need the offensive line. You need the, the, the Denver Broncos are in trouble. You know, I mean, the idea that they're going to give up on the Russ project right now, for real, for me, is a bad look. I think they should have uh, gone through this year and then see what next year looks like with another full year in the system. You yeah, know, you could still draft a bow next and then have Russell Wilson on your team next year and see how that plays out. It still doesn't play out, but it's, I think it'll play out the same because if they did, right. what, he'd get hurt and they would still owe him money. Yeah, that money. You're you're right about the money. Like the NFL, you have to. You're responsible for that money. Baseball, you can just cut it, cut another check. The football, like that money's not going anywhere. It it and there's no deferrals. You can't do an Otani where you're Bro's, paying. You're you're not you're yeah. not going to buy Bonilla him. You know what I mean? Even though he'd be a perfect <laughs> Baba, he'd be the perfect Baba Bonilla person to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that with him. He's just you know you're gonna have to eat it. Asked Tampa Bay this year, instead of spreading Tom um, Tom Brady's thirty five million out for two years, they elected to eat it all this year, you know, and they ate it, and you know they were able to get you know they they picked up Baker Mayfield for eight million dollars. You know, you're not getting a quality quarterback for eight million dollars, or you think you wouldn't. You have to find a special case like Baker, who is fighting for his career. You know, I mean, no one wants him. He's been on two teams the past year. I mean, yeah. you're gonna see what you're gonna see what in Denver, Josh Dobbs, uh, <laughs> Mullet, what Mullins. Um, you might um, have the return of Joe Flacco in Denver. I mean, what? Uh, I think after what after what Joe Flacco's been playing, Joe Flacco ain't paying for it, playing for less than ten billion. That'd be nice. I love Denver. I I really hope they're in the shit. I hope it's as bad as we think it is. Do you, do you have any teams you think Russell Wilson could end up on next year? 
All right, so the pundits are saying that he would Atlanta would be a good pickup for him. Um, yeah, but I mean, I don't know because I don't know the. I think uh, a quality team for him would probably be. I think I think Pittsburgh would be a good spot. Personally That'd speaking, be interesting because you know they they bring in somebody who's established to the Steeler culture, so that's something there. Um, I don't see Minnesota moving on from Kirk Cousins. I don't care what you say. After what they've been going through this year, they're not letting Kurt walk out the door. Right. Um, I think uh, Russell will good as a Capanther. <laughs> no, don't do that to me. But he won't be. A, but he won't be a Capanther though. They would have a whole new setup there. So that'd be interesting as well because I think Jacoby Brissett deserves a good shot to like do something with that team. It's pretty limited, you know what I mean? Because I don't think he'd have a backup job, but he had to go somewhere and he have to compete for a starting job. I hope the Raiders are dumb and don't keep Antonio Pierce, and I hope the Commanders hire him. What Antonio Pierce has done is super impressive. He, They were nothing. They were just like an invisible team with no identity, and Pierce gave them an, an identity seemingly overnight. Antonio Pierce has given him – I remember Antonio Pierce as a player. And when mm-hmm. he played for the Giants, and they won a Super Bowl with him as an inside linebacker. And he had a certain swagger about him, even when he was, like, on ESPN as a commentator. Um, so, like, the Oakland Raiders have a full-on – they have an identity. They have a bit of a swagger about them. You know what I mean? They have that whole, like, we're the underdogs. No one think we're good enough. They have to re- – they have to – Antonio Pierce, if he has the job, which they'd be stupid to let him walk out the door, for real. They've you beat the Chiefs. They've already that call up once. You beat the Chiefs. You beat the Chiefs Antonio Pierce. He gets at least two-year contract. <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Like, hey, look, I'm going to sign you for three years, two years fully guaranteed. You know what I mean? With a third-year us option. Dude, they, they, beat the, they beat the Chiefs on Christmas. That's ridiculous. Okay? In Kansas City. In Kansas City. So that's it, with their offense playing anemic as fuck. Their offense was trash. He needs a good offensive coordinator. That's what he does need. So I hope he finds a good offensive coordinator to at least like back him up. I would, if I was him, I'd pick up a good offensive coordinator that used to be a head coach. That way yeah. he has a person to help assist him. So he's yeah. got to be careful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick up some young gun who's never been a head coach as my offensive coordinator because I think I need somebody else to help me kind of like figure some stuff out, but I would, I would definitely have a, I would, I need somebody a little more experienced so we could, I could write the ship, still be the younger guy and everything else. Kind of like Tomlin did. And, and when he took over the job, but he brought in some very experienced people to be his, his coordinators with him. Wasn't like Haley, his quarterback, I mean, that quarterback office coordinator, Haley. Oh, and Todd other people Haley. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not good head coaches, but they're great coordinators. You know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're such great coordinators. They always become, they always become head coaches. They tra- flame out, but then as coordinators, they're awesome. So, I mean, I would pick one of those people up, you know. So, yeah. If I if I was Adam, um, Antonio Pierce, but hey, tweet is on, right? All right. We got anything else before we get into our league? You know, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. Um, first time this late in the season that they're in winning in 70 years you know that's crazy that's a crazy, crazy. stat you know uh detroit lions to win their friend they're they're in the playoffs they are in the playoffs they are in the playoffs right now 
They won NFC North, which is crazy also because they've never won the NFC North ever. Last time they won it, it was called the Central. (laughs) Yeah, the NFC North Division, as Berman used to call it. Yeah, it was like you had the you had the Lions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Packers, and the Bears. That was there's, the division back then. There's never been a home playoff game at Ford Field. That place has been open like 20 years now. Wild, you know. I mean, they had a Super Bowl there and never had a home, home playoff game there. Yeah, so, I mean, the Steelers won a, the Super Bowl there. Right. So it's like, um, you know, Dan Campbell is up for a big payday. Coach definitely. Of the year. Um, coach of the year, I don't know. I would. They see, got a six-year I, I, contract when they hired him, so they probably won't. No, send they probably anymore. won't. Yeah, I won't send them any more time soon right now. Because, uh, but I mean, I think coach of the year could probably go to like, I think D'Amico for at least D'Amico, um, the Colts head coach, uh, those two teams. Because the Lions were coming yeah. on hot. La- they were coming on hot last year. For you to tell me that you had a second pick in the draft, and you you were pretty much a playoff team until your rookie quarterback went down and you're still, they still shoveled out a win this past Sunday. Yeah. They both ran out of gas a little bit. They, they're definitely candidates. I, I think you got to make the playoffs to be coach of the year. Okay. All right. Fair enough then. Fair enough. You know, um, do you um, name three coaches, Billy, that you see getting black Monday in two uh, weeks? This should be pretty easy. Well, I don't know. Like, Reich already got fired. Sala, the Jets head coach, he got a vote of confidence. Ron Rivera's gone. So, I'll start there. Ron Rivera's gone. I know Belichick. Such a a bad move, too. So, like, Howell has been, like, I don't even know what happened here. Like. I do. I can tell you exactly what happened. Go ahead. He's not good, and it's. Not really what? his fault. They don't trust him either. All those numbers he put up at the beginning of the season were hollow. All they were were slants and dump-offs. They never let him throw over 10 yards. And so at the beginning of the year, he was getting sacked a shitload, right? Okay. They don't even blitz him anymore because they know he's not throwing the ball more than 10 yards and he's not going to throw anything other than a slant or something to the tight end or a dump-off to Brian Robinson. All those numbers, like, they look good. So if you weren't watching the games, you're like, oh, look at Sam Howell. It, it was smoke and mirrors. It was always it was always a lottery ticket with him. I mean, it was fun to dream, but like the jury's in. Like, hey, he's gonna be a nice backup, and there's nothing wrong with that. So let's get real and find a quarterback. But I mean, they, like he waited so long to like pull the trigger on Brissett, you know? Yeah. And- it's, it's tough. I mean, it's just so weird because, like, look, after what I've seen now, because I call this year the year of the backup, right? I don't mean to take up because you still got to give me two more. But you still got to give me two, two more head coaches. But this is the year of the backup. We're seeing all these backups, right? Now, <clears throat> I'm going to say that when you see these back quarterbacks play and the back quarterbacks are absolute garbage, that's an indictment on the head coach. Because you should be putting the best 53 on the field, right? And you should have the best 53 you possibly can on the field at all times. And if you're telling me that the best back quarterback is some guy that, side note, the Giants, Dan DeV- uh, Mr. DeVito turned into a pumpkin, and he played like hot garbage. Yeah. Then he put Tyrod in, and Tyrod can throw more than five yards. 
it was like, what are you doing? Like, what's happening? Like, this this is your backups? Like, that's why I want to tip my hat to, like, uh, oh, in Minnesota, you had Mullins just yeeting the ball down the field. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was throwing punts. Yeah, for, he threw for 400 yards, but he, he could have thrown eight interceptions. Golly. Uh, Brissett would come in the last two weeks, and he was just flinging the ball. Like, he looked like Tom – Sam Howell made him look like Tom Brady the last two weeks. I think the only reason why they're moving to Howell – or to Brissett from Howell is, like, one, I think Howell is exhausted. I Like, he might not go up to the coach and tell him he needs a rest, but I'm sure Rivera can see it on his face and with his body language. Like, oh, we – we ran this guy into the ground and then like percent has earned the job and the coaches have to look the other 52 guys in the face in the locker room. And I, I know all the commanders fans are crying because they like, just leave Howell in, you know, play for that draft pick. But that, that's not real life. Like they, they're in the room with these guys and they know if, if they run Howell back out there, it's just going to be another shit show. Yeah. Yeah, well, two more coaches. I know. So this was, when you first asked this, I was like, this is easy. But it's not because the Cardinals have a first-year head coach. I'd be yes. shocked if they fired him. Like, the Frank Reich has already been fired. Okay. Um, even the Bears are up to six and nine right now. He still Rivera's get fired, Rivera's gone. So I'm going to go Rivera, Belichick. Like, the Chargers have already fired their coach. Peyton's not getting fired. Should I bet on the Raiders being stupid and letting Pierce go? Lord. I don't think the Titans are going to get rid of Rabel. And what about Pittsburgh? Yeah, I don't think they're going to get rid of Tomlin. Hmm. Um, like, if Tomlin goes, that'll be, like, a mutual thing. And word has that the Falcons head coach and the Saints head coach are safe, but I don't trust yeah. it. You know, I don't, I don't, so, I don't trust that. Do you want me to name four? Oh, I said three. Okay. I said three. R- Rivera, Belichick, and yeah, I'm with you. I don't trust that the Saints and Falcons are going to do anything either. Could Pete Carroll decide he's old and retire? Well, that doesn't count as a firing, or does it? No, but I don't. I don't see him retiring. There'd be no reason if the Seattle makes playoffs, he's going to keep rolling. He's really old though. He's he's pushing eighty nine. What? Just get out of here! Nah, There's just, no way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he I'm say what? He's seventy like, something. Yo. Yeah, he's definitely seventy something. Him and Bill are old. Yeah, that's true. He yeah, makes Bill he, he makes he makes Bill look. He looks he looks making old. He makes looking old look good. Where Bill looks like he's old old. Pete Carroll's like I'm old, but I'm giving a peace sign. While I'm old, I'm old man. I'm going to say the Raiders are dumb and don't bring back Pierce. Jesus Christ. Because, I mean, what happened if he could, like, if Antonio Prisco, like, bring in, like, Eric Bieniemy, who's going to be free, bring mm-hmm. him in. And then instead of having, like, so if, if you throw out my, my logic of bringing an experienced offensive coordinator, you bring him an, you bring an expensive defensive coordinator then in, who used to be head coach. And you have Antonio Pierce's focus on the overall, because don't be the young guy who's never had coach before and try to call plays and run a team. The number one thing you want from your head coach is I and I is an identity and he's provided that. Uh great job by him and the Texans head coach uh Danico Ryan's. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, I think what's his name? Mark Davis, Al Davis' son. He's gonna he's gonna screw this. Mark Davis. I, I give him a lot of credit for moving the team to Las Vegas. Like I I think his dad would have loved that move because it's just it's crazy. Yeah, they needed it. Like Las Vegas was yearning for it. And he likes to do things I think his dad would do. And his dad loved those offensive coaches like Shanahan, like Mike Shanahan back in the day, Lane Kiffin back in the day, these young offensive coaches. Yeah, but he also liked defensive guys. He had Art Shell and all those, you know. Um, you know, Gruden so it's... is another young offensive coach, though. Yeah. Yeah, when he was hired, true. and Mark Davis hired Gruden. He hired Josh McDaniels. I could see him going back to this offensive well and just totally missing the boat on Pierce, who is going to get a job somewhere. Because that's what Raiders people – that's unfortunately what Raiders management do. Because just like you mentioned it, Gruden, why would you trade Gruden? You traded Gruden, and then he came back and beat your ass. So it's like, yeah. why would you do that? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our league real quick. You got anything else? No, that's it. I've gone on a tangent long enough. All right, yeah, we'll go down. So I did the money, or the high fives. The high points by week were week one was you. You won week one. So you got out of the gate quick thinking, hey, I'm going to kill it this year. Yeah, my team was pretty good first week, and then we fell apart. Week two was Punishers. Week three was the Trombones. Week four was Stealing the Wins. Week five was Smash Hawk. This is when Smash Hawk really went on a tear. Week six was Punishers. Week seven was Pit Sweat. Week eight was Smash Hawk. Week nine was Smash Hawk. Week 10 was Smash Hawk. Week 11 was Mile High Salute. Week 12 was you. Week 13 was Demos or um, (laughs) was uh, Renegades. Slash Smash Hawk, they split. Week 14 was Punishers. Week 15 was Fresh Meat. Week 16 was you. So even though you had a bad season, record-wise, money-wise, you came in fourth with 120. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Dead money made the playoffs. Won zero money. Jeez. How do you do that? That's impressive. You know, you get the wins. You win enough. You got enough points to get in the. And remember, he's the guy that locked me out of the playoffs. Yeah. So that the, team that locked um, me out. They won it. He had a, he had twenty three more points than I did. That got me. Got him in. Would you rather make the playoffs and win no money, or win some money and not make the playoffs? No, I'd rather like to be. I like to be in the green. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll run this from the bottom up. Renegades. 20 high fives. Chicken salad sandwich, 20 high fives. Fresh meat, 40 high fives. Mile high salute, 40 high fives. Pit sweat, 40 high fives. Stealing the winds, 40 high fives. Buck what you think, 120 high fives. Punishers came in third place, beating dead money. The third and fourth place game, we're not going to get into it because they were eliminated, but the third versus fourth place game is a $50 game. Punishers won 170 high fives. Okay. Second place was Boy Scout Trombones. We're going to get into the Bubby Bowl in a second. 190 high fives. All and right. Smash Hawk. There we go. 
I think they might have won the most amount of high fives we've ever given away. 620. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's so they got high, they got high five, they got the they got the high fives four and a half times right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then you winning. win high fives they, for they, winning the to have the number a top, one seed. Yeah, number one seed. Points and then on the season. Points on season. Golly. And I know we don't talk about it over here, but our six team league. He's in the championship game over there. I play him this week. <laughs> so he might. He might take me to the cleaners. Golly, my man's having an epic fancy season. He's going. He's right. He write this down. He might retire. Yeah, you might want to retire after this. Just like, hey, I go down as the greatest ever. Go out you know, like um. You you called it like mid season. You're like, all right, get the. You said get the uh, parade ready because they're they're gonna win. You called it like early. You said, and I was trying to doubt it. And I've been doubting it. And in the playoffs, I thought that he he got close to be eliminated in the first, in the second round, but there was never a doubt in this game. Yeah, we'll get into it. The Bubby Bowl right now. We'll get into it. Um, it was Smash Hawk versus Trombone. Smash Hawk killed him, one ninety two to one thirty two. Dak twenty seven points. It came out this week that Dak's ex girlfriend is dating former Oriole pitcher Jack Flaherty. Dak had 27. He had nine last week, so he had a bounce-back game. Rashard White, 26 points again. That guy is money. He's my vote for league MVP on the season. What do you yeah. say? It, it, um, Rashard White has absolutely, um, since week seven, he's been double digits and no less than 19 points. So he's been, and especially with the playoffs came where we he needs him to win. My man scored no less than twenty. He scored less twenty six. That was last week, twenty six points. Beyond that, he's been twenty six, twenty nine, thirty one, twenty seven. Rashad White has been an absolute uh, godsend for him in the playoffs, and uh, yeah, at the money. And he's also showing Town Bay has been winning on a four game win streak themselves because Rashad White. So yeah. And he drafted Rashard White at 47th. I think you need to factor in when you're drafted. When you have the type of season that Rashard White had, where if we drafted today, he'd probably be – he'd definitely be a top 20 pick, maybe even a top 10 pick, because running backs are just – it's hard he'd to be find a, a running back to stays healthy the whole season, let alone he'd be a, He'd be a top 10 pick, because you would treat him like Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yeah, so congratulations, Rashard White, on your MVP. Over on trombones – I would say the league MVP runner-up would be Raheem Mostert. Um, yeah, I think you would give it to. I would think you would give it to Mostert, but I think low key, I would look at Puka because he picked up Puka and Puka. The season Puka has been putting up for him, um, yeah. low key, kind of carried him through that, some dark times because Mostert was hurt for a little bit. I mean, though, like he finds the end zone a lot. Puka was has been pretty. Uh, Consistent, but yeah, Moster had some monster games. So I think some of the times where he actually scored the high fives, Moster had some of the he had the large outputs as well. Yeah, Moster scored a TD in this game. It was his twenty first of the season. So I I do like your Puka suggestion because I didn't think of it, and you're right. But I my vote's for Moster. Who's your vote for? Uh, I think my kind of go towards Puka, but I understand the Moster pick, so I'll let Moster happen. 
21 touchdowns. That's that's Priest Holmes territory. Like that's yeah. Danny and Tomlinson territory. Puka gave trombones a false sense of security. Puka scored 32 points on Thursday night. So trombones thought like, hey, I'm going to skate this week. And that's not what happened. Smash talk. Like we said, oh, it looks like there was a scoring change. It, he is 188, not 192. Somebody lost four points. You know, he, look, in all fairness, right, I'm a little upset at Boy Scout decided to run Nick Mullins instead of uh, Joe Flacco. After we just told you, we told you in the in this podcast, we told you, ride the hot hand because Joe Flacco is that guy. And did he? No. And I, I think felt he like played he... Mullins to counteract the Hawkinson Jefferson plays. <sighs> just, just terrible. Because you, because with like, because Injoku, who's been getting, who's scoring points with him, Injoku has been having new life with Joe Flacco as well. You know, Joe and... didn't have a bad week. He, he would have beat nine of the thirteen teams this week. He just ran into Smash Talk. I mean, Debo had a very pedestrian game. So it's like that's not even like it happens. Debo, yeah, it plus, happens with Debo. Plus, Purdy imploded. Yeah, so there wasn't really any type of like there wasn't any avenues for him to win. Um, no. Huge, huge scoring output from Brees from Bre- um, Brees Hall, like fifty points. The fuck, thirty-two you know. touches, one hundred and ninety-one yards total, two touchdowns. He's going to Disney World. He's the Bubby Bowl MVP. It's like, dude, you mean he has 16 targets? The <laughs> hell? That. That's great. 16 targets, 12 catches. Do you understand? That is like Tyree Hill. Like, like what? You know what I mean? Like, Washington, what are you doing? 16 targets? You let the quarterback target the, the running back? That That's – and he still had 20 carries. So it's like it's it's bananas that he had uh, about almost close to 200 total yards, yeah. like you know, and it's they let that happen. Um, Justin Jefferson, um, nice nice comeback game there, um, showing him value that hey he traded for Justin Jefferson, came through at the most important time. That's what uh, great teams do. Um, yeah, he traded for him in week six, and he had to wait 11 weeks for it to pay off. But like you said, most important time, especially with Chase out, because Chase was his number one, you know, first-round draft pick, and he didn't play in the Bubby Bowl. Um, Smash Hawk, he made um, – I saw him make that um, pick up real quick on – D.Y. had that huge game on Kansas City, which is still crazy, um, for 22 points, so – um, yeah, 12% his, owned. Dead, dead money dropped him out of nowhere. I guess he thought Jacobs would be back and Demir White would go back to the bench. But, yeah, to pick up a guy on Christmas morning who gives you 22 points, like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, and um, his kicker, 22 points. His kicker itself, 22 points. His kicker outscoring his kicker by 19 points is nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I mean that's that's where it all comes down to. Even he has Atlanta defense with twenty points on the bench itself. So it's <laughs> it's like geez, it's not good a lot of avenues play, for winning there. Good good thing he didn't play Cortland Sutton. He got a zero. He got injured early in the game. Yeah, he got hurt, and then they had to make some moves. So yeah, that's um 
it's a crazy game, man. You know, this past, this past week, fantasy football, man, you had some – there's a lot of weird scoring anomalies happening. Um, Amari Cooper, 51 points. You know, um, it's crazy. Um, I think Pickens had a huge game this past week for Pittsburgh. I said we weren't going to talk about it. The third place versus fourth place game which was Dead Money versus Punishers. Dead Money left Cooper on the bench, and he lost by five points. And I think we said to start him, too, over DJ Moore, who scored four points, three for 18 yards. That is a lump of coal. I had one more note on the Bubby Bull. Rashi Rice, nothing special, but he's been solid all season for Smash Hawk. Six for fifty-seven and, a, and eleven points, and the just the dying Kansas City offense. Sean Bones had Kelsey, and, and he didn't do anything either. Yeah, they are the Kansas City offense is just anemic, and, and it's it's problems in a lot of fronts. They can't block him. You know, he has he has a bad, bad offensive lineman. They can't run the ball effectively. Rice is the only one that carries the ball effectively. Like he is, he actually has, he could catch the ball. So, you know, can't go wrong with that. Uh, oh, George Pickens had 35 points this past week, four for yeah. 95. Rudolph Crazy. was throwing some bombs. You know, Mason Rudolph turned the clock back to 2020. Was he you in know, college so, that year? No, I think he was, he was NFL. I think I hit by, I think I hit by a helmet that year. I'd never seen him uh, look like this before. Oh no, he's never been. I think he's. I think it was Ben Rosenberger wearing a Mason Rudolph jersey. Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> so, that, you got anything else with the Bubby Bowl? I think we're about done. I got this nothing else, sad. man. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's uh sad, you know. Um, not gonna say, you know, um, tip the hat to Smash Hawks. Yeah, huge year. I would never change that team name with winning money like that. There's just no way. Uh, forever, you know. Um. You are the champion this year in our inaugural um, fantasy podcast year. You're the first. I know. I wish we would have done this every other year. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll definitely it's bring hard it back to find. Year. It's hard to find people. Everybody wants to talk about their fantasy league, but you can only talk about it with people in your league. Anytime you're talking about your fantasy league to someone who's not in your league or you're Someone's telling you about their fantasy league and you're and you're not in their league. It's like hearing about someone's dream. It's it's abysmal. But the fact that we can go in depth on our own league is pretty cool. I don't think there's too many fantasy leagues with a league specific podcast. Yeah, and I think we're leaving I think we leave good nuggets for anybody else that really come if you just come out here just to listen to it. You know, we're talking about the players and what they're doing, what their weekly outputs are, too. So even if you're playing your league, you'd be like, hey, I didn't really know that. Let me pick this person up. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I plan on coming back next year. I say we do the the draft lottery on air. We'll, we'll do the draft lottery special where we spin Bruce Willis from the What You Talking About Willis podcast to determine our draft order because I don't trust the randomizer anymore. Uh, oh, no. Hopefully your internet will... Be better. We we if you've noticed a dip in audio quality the last few weeks because we started recording with a much easier solution, so we could just finish the season strong. We were having some technical difficulties that were a little frustrating, and we wanted to finish the season 
Yeah, the show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess all we got left is the Fantasy Hall of Famer. All right, let's do it. All right, I got a quarterback. We only have one other quarterback inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let's go through the Hall of Famers real quick that we named this year. Okay. Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Marcus Colston, New Orleans Saints. Eddie George, Dallas Cowboys. Chris Johnson. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Eddie George is Tennessee Titan. Clinton Portis, Denver Broncos. What? (laughs) (laughs) Priest Holmes, Baltimore Ravens. Marion Barber, Chicago Bears. Tory Holt, Jacksonville Jaguars. Julio Jones, Philadelphia Eagles. Michael Vick, Pittsburgh Steelers. Antonio Brown, Oakland Raiders. Matt Forte, New York Jets. Frank Gore, Indianapolis Colts. Derek Mason, Baltimore Ravens. Calvin Johnson, Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Dallas Clark, <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Frank Wycheck, RIP. And Wes Welker of the St. Louis Rams. Congratulations to our inaugural Hall of Fame class. This week's inductee is Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let All me right. Let's here. College football championship. Number one overall draft pick by the Panthers. Had a great rookie season. If you took him in the fantasy drafts in your rookie year, he was phenomenal. Six foot five, 245 pounds. Still only 34 years old. Went to Florida and Auburn. First round pick 2011. Played for the Patriots. Went back to the Panthers. Remember that? Spent his final half yeah, season with yeah. the Panthers in 2021. It was terrible. It was terrible. The, the 20, remember Iverson did that too. Yeah. The 2015 NFL Most Valuable Player, 2015 Offensive Player of the Year, 2011 Offensive Rookie of the Year, First Team All-Pro in 2015, a three-time Pro Bowler, All-Rookie Team 2011, the Burt Bell Award in 2015, two-time BCS National Champion, Heisman Trophy, Maxwell Award, Walter Camp winner, the Manning Award, the Davey O'Brien Award, the AP College Football Player of the Year, and... um, yeah, 75 rushing career touchdowns, 32,382 passing yards, 5,628 rushing yards, a 59.9% completion percentage. That could be a little better. <laughs> but, yeah, hats off, Cam Newton. You got any Cam Newton thoughts before we go? Cam Newton, um, you know, say what you will about him, and there's a lot of things you can't say about him. Um, he has terrible opinions about women. Um, terrible uh, opinions about relationships. Um, when he tweets or X, whatever you want to call it now, when he does that, it totally like looks like a serial killer is doing that. Um, <laughs> it, it, you know, his fashion sense is out of this world. I mean, craziness. Um, but um, he absolutely carried that Panthers team that went to the Super Bowl. He was like, he carried that team. Him and yeah, Steve Smith Sr., yeah, like it was just he couldn't be stopped. He his passes were on the point that year, um, but at the end of his career, he really fell apart. And thanks for yeah, listening, everybody. Yeah, this man, I appreciate and- you guys, man.